This is the Balanced Artist Podcast, where we help the purpose-driven creator's journey suck a little less and thrive a little more. Hosted by award-winning musician, TEDx speaker, and comedian, Rory Gardner. Who? We chat with experts who help level up your creative career by reframing your lifestyle as a balanced artist. Hello and welcome back to the Balanced Artist Podcast. What is the age-old question, when can I quit my 9 to 5? Basically, everyone asks this question, like, when can I quit my job? And some believe that in order to succeed with plan A, that you can't have a plan B. You got to go all in, you know, quit your job, go all in. However, if you listen to the last 75 episodes of this show, you'll know that we like to live somewhere in the middle of plan A and plan B. Why? Because if plan A never happens, you've just spent the last 10 or 15 years eating ramen noodles and couch surfing on a hope and a dream. All right, so why not have some sort of stability in the process so you can approach plan A creatively and not desperately? So when do you quit your 9 to 5? Basically, work a 9 to 5 until you no longer need to work a 9 to 5. Income is king, and the worst time to start a business is when you need money. And when you're desperate, you do dumb things. And not that you you don't want to, or you just have no choice. And you take gigs you don't want to take, or just to pay the bills. And you're not really... Like, how are you supposed to think long-term when you're worried about where your next paycheck is coming from? It also makes the rejection more bearable. Like, instead of the heartbreaking no, you have the flexibility now to tell yourself it's not a no, but rather a not yet. So not putting pressure on yourself to succeed in one particular space. Like if your goal is to play Madison Square Garden and you decline every gig that isn't Madison Square Garden because that's what you have your heart set on, then how are you supposed to develop your craft and become the type of artist who will one day play Madison Square Garden? For example, painters who submit to multiple galleries are the ones that succeed over the ones that have tunnel vision. These people who have like one gallery, it's like, all right, I'm in here and someone's going to see it and I'm going to make it. But rather diversify, like put your art everywhere because chances are you can't rely on the one thing that's out there. It's usually that one opportunity that leads to the next, that way, one of the small places that you unexpected. You know, like for example, I always wanted to play theaters, right? But, I mean, those gigs are rather hard to come by. So in the winters, I would head down south and I would do showcase events like in retirement communities or for retirement communities. So these you know, talent buyers would come and watch a showcase and they would decide whether they want to have you at their facility or not. And these aren't the greatest gigs, but the money's decent, or it was at the time, and you could escape the Canadian winters. So during one of those showcase events, I met another artist who was putting together an agency for cruise ships. And once he saw my act, he made me part of his roster. And now I'm able to do theaters, you know, a couple times a month for more money and than the retirement communities. And it's it's uh it's not really about the money. It's about honing my theater show and creating a product that is marketable on a larger scale. And I'm able to incorporate sound, lighting, and tech that wouldn't be available otherwise in the usual club or corporate event that I was used to playing before. So why am I telling you this? The moral of the story is that you know the showcase events are expensive. So most artists living paycheck to paycheck can't really afford to do them. So it's not even on their radar. But balance artists are able to take time away from their paid gigs to create opportunities for themselves. 
Is your brand the best version of you? I've heard of authors and entertainers who create a brand that isn't authentic to who they are. They make exceptions for the purpose of greater success, but once they arrive at that place, they realize they've dug themselves into a hole and they can't really get out of it like Larry the Cable Guy, for example. He created a character because his regular stand-up wasn't really connecting, and it was a satirical take on American rednecks. And once the entire country fell in love with this character, he couldn't really deviate. So he's no longer considered Dan Whitney, the comedian. He's considered Larry the Cable Guy. And I'm not saying this is the case because I don't know him or his perspective, but he could he, he could love the way it all worked out but it, we've seen the author who writes campy books or the songwriter who writes bubblegum hits just to break through but then they can't seem to get anyone to pay attention to the content they truly want to create we always seem to deviate from the our original thought here we're kind of on a tangent but in conclusion <laughs> if you can balance your nine to five with your creative career then do it like when the creative career starts to take off to a point where you're replacing your nine to five income, that's when you have a decision to make. And everyone's situation is different. So just do what feels right for you. And this isn't me telling you how to drive your career, but rather giving you a perspective so that you can hear all sides of the story before making any rash decisions. That's all we've got for this episode of the podcast. We have new shows every week. So remember to hit subscribe and share this episode with anyone you think could benefit from becoming a balanced artist.